بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين in the name of Allah the most beneficent the most merciful I testify that there is no true God worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad is Allah's true slave and messenger may Allah والسلام, be upon the prophets and his household and the noble companions and those who follow on their path until the day of resurrection On this day of the 16th of the Hijjah, corresponding to the 26th, I believe, of January 2005, we continue the discussion on the uh, means of protection against lowly desires. Uh, as presented by Imam Ibn Qayyim and this is part 3 he said rahimahullah there isn't a day that passes except the desires and the mind find fight within its follower meaning the mind and the desires are in confrontation whoever of them overpowers its master it will expel the other and take full control and the decision will be its Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, one of the companions. And Abu Darda, his name is Uwaymir bin Zayd bin Qais. He is the he was the judge of Damascus and one of the companions. The master of Quranic recitation in Damascus before and during the reign of Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him. He is known as the Hakim, the wise man of this Ummah. He was from the few amongst the companions who collected the Noble Quran. He reported 197 hadiths. And it is reported that he died in the year 32 after Hijrah corresponding to 652. Abu Darda, may Allah be pleased with him, said, quote, when a man wakes up, both his hawa, his desire and deeds meet. If his deeds are in accordance with his desire, then his day is an evil one. And if his desire is pursuant to his deeds, then his deed is a good one. End of quote. Thirtieth point. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the wrong and the following of lowly desire associates of each other. And has made the right and the opposition of lowly desire as associates. As some of the righteous predecessors as Salafus Salih said, quote, if two affairs were dubious to you and you don't know which one is right, then oppose then oppose the one close to your desire, for it is more likely that error is committed when the desires or when the desire is being pursued 31 Al-Hawa, lowly desire is a disease and its remedy is in opposing it some learned men said quote if you wish I will inform you of your illness and if you wish I will tell you of your remedy your disease is your desires 
and your treatment is to abandon and oppose it. Bishr al-Hafi rahimahullah said, quote, all kinds of affliction are manifested in your desires and the complete healing is in your opposition of it. End of quote. 32 point. The jihad, the strive against the desires, if it is not more important than the jihad against the kafirs, certainly it is not less important. A man told Al-Hassan al-Basri, rahimahullah, quote, he called him by his nickname Abu Sa'id. He said, O oh, Abu Sa'id, what kind of jihad is the best? He said, it is the jihad of your desires. I heard my sheikh saying, Uh, now when he says I heard my sheikh saying meaning Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah I heard my sheikh saying quote, the jihad against oneself and against the hawa constitutes the basis for the jihad against the kuffar and the hypocrites because one is unable to make jihad against them until he makes jihad against himself and his desires first so that he can go out to confront them end of quote 33 Al-Hawa is disorder and confusion of the intellect and opposing it is a guarding and protection it is feared for the one who became excessive in this disorder and retired himself from the means of protection that his disease, mental sickness, may cause him to fall in a state of sarra. What is sarra? Sarra, this is a well-known state arising in some cases from mental disorder, whereby the person befalls to the ground in a state that resembles madness. Or rather, it is called sarra, I'm sorry, sarra in Arabic. Sarra is something else. This is called sarra. So I repeat, sarra is a well-known state. Yes, arising in some cases from mental disorder whereby the person falls to the ground in a state that resembles madness. Abdul Malik ibn Quraib he is a truthful Sunni who died in the 16th year of, of Hijrah. He rahimahullah said, quote, I passed by a Bedouin who was suffering from an intensive inflammation in his eyes and his tears were shedding on his cheeks. I said, why don't you wipe off your eyes? He said, the doctor prevented me from doing this, and there is no good in him who, if urged to refrain from doing something wrong, does not abstain, and if he is being commanded to do something good, does not comply. I said then, would you like something? He said, yes, but I am in a state of hemiyya, meaning, you know, protection, like a diet, quote-unquote. The lusts of the people of hellfire overcame their himiyya, their diet, their protection, and thus they were destroyed, end of quote. Thirty-fourth, the pursuing of desires renders the doors of success closed by the slave and opens for him the doors of failure. So you see him often repeating the following statement, quote, Had Allah bestowed his success, then it, meaning the affair, would have been as such and such, end of quote. 
While in fact, he barred himself from the ways of success by pursuing his desires. Al-Fudayl bin Ayyad, rahimahullah, and who is Al-Fudayl bin Ayyad? A renowned and trustworthy and an imam who devoted himself to the worship of Allah. Originally he is from Khorasan, which is a province in northeast Iran. He became a resident of Mecca and died in the year 187 after Hijra or earlier. Al-Fudayl bin Ayyad said, quote, Whoever has been overtaken by his desires and by the following of lusts, the sources of success will be severed from him. End of quote. One of the scholars said, he said that Al-Kufr, and here Al-Kufr includes disbelief, and Al-Kufr also means ingratitude, being ungrateful for Allah's favors. Al-Kufr originates from four things, from anger, lust, hope, and fear. Then he added, I have seen two of them manifested. A man who got angry and then killed his mother, and another who fell in love and became a Christian. End of quote. 35. The one who stands by his desires, his intelligence and mental perception will become corrupt because he acted unfaithfully towards Allah in his mind, and consequently, Allah perverted it from him. This is the way he subhanahu wa ta'ala deals with anyone who betrays him in any affair. He rendered it in a bad state for him. 36. The one who broadens for himself the scope of pursuing the desires will put it under restriction in his, will be put under restriction in his grave and on the day of his return. The one who restrains it by opposing the desires brings ease upon it in his grave and on the day of his return. Allah pointed to this in his saying in Surah Al-Ihsan, in Surah Al-Insan, chapter 76, verse 12, when he said, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَجَزَاهُمْ بِمَا صَبَرُوا جَنَّةً وَحَرِيرًا And their recompense shall be paradise and silken garments because they were patient. Since patience, which is holding oneself from pursuing the lowly desires, includes harshness and restrictions. Accordingly, Allah will recompense them with the smoothness of silk and wideness of the jannah, of paradise. Abu Sulaiman al-Darani, rahimahullah ta'ala, Abu Sulaiman al-Darani was born around 140, corresponding to 758. He was a great imam and a great zahid of his times. He related hadith from Sufyan al-Thawri and others. Commented on this verse by saying, Allah shall recompense them for taking patience against lusts. I will repeat, Allah shall recompense them for taking patience against lusts. 37. The following of Al-Hawa, Lola Desires, throws down the slave, preventing him to stand up and walk with those saved on the day of resurrection, just like when his heart fell in a state of sara, 
in this life which kept him from their company. Muhammad bin Abil Ward who died in the year 263 after Hijrah corresponding to 847 said quote there is one of Allah's days when no one who pursues his desires shall be saved of its evil the slowest in his ability to stand up amongst those drawn down or thrown down on the day of resurrection is the one whose thrown in a state of sara' by his lusts 38 the pursuing of lowly desires breaks up and weakens one resolution and opposing the desires solidifies and strengthens him resolution is the thing upon which one rides upon his journey to Allah and the last day if that which is ridden became inactive the traveler would almost be disabled to proceed in his journey Yahya bin Mu'ath once was asked who is most sound in resolution of men he answered the one who overcomes his lowly desires end of quote 39 the parable of the one who follows his own whim is like that who rides on a tough strong tempered jamuh horse jamuh a horse is called jamuh when it overcomes its rider and runs away so as to be ungovernable by him the parable of the one who follows his own whim is like that one who rides on a tough strong tempered jamuh horse without a bridle about to be thrown down by his horse during its run or it would lead him to his death a learned man said quote the most rapid means to ride onto al-jamuh is the zuhd respecting this life and the, the meaning of zuhd is to abandon that which is allowable in this life for or that which is not of a benefit to that which is beneficial in the hereafter the most rapid means to ride onto onto al-jannah is the zuhd respecting this life and the most rapid means to get onto the hellfire is the love of lusts and him who boards his desires it will hastily take him to the valley of perdition end of quote another said the most endowed with honor of the scholars is the one who flees with his deen from this dunya from this life and who is hard to be led to follow the desires Ata, a trustworthy and honorable tabi'i successor to the companions known for his worship and admonitions he died in the year 94 after hijra corresponding to 713 or after he said quote the one whose hawa his desires overtakes his rationale causing him to become affected with grief and agitation because of lacking the strength to be patient would be put to shame end of quote 40th the tawheed and the following of lowly desires are two contrary matters because al-hawa al-hawa is an idol and each slave 
has an idol in his heart the magnitude of which depends upon his lowly desires rather Allah sent his messengers to destroy the idols to call for his worship alone having no partners or associates nay Allah's intent is not just to demolish the corporal images and leave the images embedded in the heart but rather to destroy those in the heart first Al-Hasan bin Ali Al-Mutawi'i Rahimahullah said The idol of each person is his hawa, his lowly desires He who breaks it by the way of opposition deserves the title of honor Just contemplate about the saying of Al-Khalil Ibrahim to his people as Allah said ما هذه التماثيل التي أنتم لها عاكفون as in Surah Al-Anbiya 21-52 what are these images to which you are devoted and you will certainly find it identical to those images which the heart likes and devotes itself to and worships it besides Allah he Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said أَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَهُ هَوَاهُ In Surah Al-Furqan 25 verse 43 and 44 Have you, O Muhammad وسلم, seen him who has taken his ilah, God, his own desire? Would you then be a wakil, a disposal of his affairs? over him or do you think that the most of them hear or understand they are only like cattle nay they are even further astray or farther astray from the path this is the idol of the heart 41 opposing al-hawa is the means to drive away diseases from the heart and from the body and its following brings forth diseases to the heart and to the body as well heart diseases are all from following the lowly desires if you search for the causes behind diseases of the body you will find that most of it are because of preferring the desires over what should be abandoned 42 the origin for the enmity, evil and envy that occurs between people is from following Al-Hawa the one who opposes his lowly desires relieves his heart, body and limbs putting himself to ease and thus relieves others Abu Bakr al-Warraq he died in the year 396 after Hijrah corresponding to 1006 said quote when the Hawa, the lowly desire prevails the heart turns dark and when it does so, the breast becomes straightened and when that happens, the moral character deteriorates and consequently, people will hate him and he will hate them then think of the evil, enmity, neglect of rights, etc. that arise from this mutual hatred end of quote 43 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in man an intellect and a desire Whichever of the two becomes manifest, the other will hide. 
as Abu Ali al-Thaqafi rahimahullah said he died in the year 328 corresponding to 940 he said whoever is overcome by his lowly desire his intellect will be hidden from him so look at the end of him whose intellect is masked from him and became overpowered by something else end of quote Ali bin Sahal rahimahullah who died in the year 491 after Hijrah corresponding to 1098 said quote the intellect and the desires are in conflict success is the associate of the intellect and defeat is the associate of desires the self stands between both whichever of the two prevails the self will side with it end of quote 44 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the heart the king of the limbs and the place of the origination of knowledge, love and ubudiyah and slavery of him he tested with two kinds of authority two armies two aids and two sets of preparations the truth zuhd and guidance is one authority its aids are the angels and its army is truthfulness and sincerity and its preparation is in avoiding the lowly desires the other authority is falsehood its aids are the shaitan, the devil and its troops and the preparation is the following of lowly desires the self stands between the two armies the army of falsehood will have access to the heart only from its direction and frontier breaches for it pervades the heart and aligns itself with its enemy against it, against the heart and thus the calamity will overtake it it is the self therefore that offers its enemy from its own preparations and opens for him the gate of the city and thus he enters and takes full control and the heart takes the defeat 45 the worst of enemies to man is his shaitan and his lowly desires and the best friend he has is his intellect and his associate angel who gives and advise him the prophet ﷺ said ما منكم من أحد إلا وقد وكل به قرينه من الجن قال وإياك يا رسول الله قال وإياي إلا أن الله أعانني عليه فأسلم فلا يأمرني إلا بخير وفي رواية وقد كان وقد وكل به قرينه من الجن وقرينه من الملائكة in the hadith reported by Muslim there is none there is none amongst you with whom there is none amongst you with whom is not an companion from amongst the jinn from the devils then the companion said Allah's messenger with you too thereupon he said sallallahu alayhi wasallam yes but Allah helps me against him and as such he surrendered to Allah and Islam and commands me not except for good and this is reported in Muslim in another narration by Muslim and Ahmad the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said 
there is none amongst you with whom there is not a companion from amongst the jinn devils and an attaché from amongst the angels. This companion from the angels may be different from those assigned by Allah to write the record of deeds of the children of Adam. Back to the point. The worst of enemies to man is his devil and his lowly desires. And the best friend he has is his intellect and his associate angel who gives him advice. If he follows his lowly desires, he gives his hand in surrender to his enemy, submitting himself as a captive to him, making him the enemy rejoice at his affliction and causing displeasure to his friends and supporters. These are precisely the difficult moments of a calamity, wretchedness, the manifested divine decree of an evil ending, and the malicious joy of enemies. And in fact, these are the moments of difficulty which the Prophet ﷺ used to seek refuge with Allah, as in the hadith reported by Abi Huraira. كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يتعوذ من جهد البلاء ودرك الشقاء وسوء القضاء وشماتة الأعداء قال سفيان الحديث ثلاث زدت أنا واحدة لا أدري أيتهن هي أبو هريرة narrated that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم used to seek refuge with Allah from the difficult moments of calamity and from being overtaken by wretchedness in the hereafter or destruction and from being destined to an evil end and from the malicious joy of enemies and Sufyan bin Uyayna said this narration contained three items only but I added one I don't know which one that was each slave 46 point each slave has a beginning and an end he whose start is the following of lowly desires shall end up in a state of disgrace humiliation bereavement and trials what is being followed commensurate with the slave's degree of dependency upon his lowly desires. Rather at the end, the followed turns to a suffering that agonizes him in his heart. As one poet put it, مَآرِبُ كَانَتْ فِي الشَّبَابِ لِأَهْلِهَا عِذَابَ فَصَارَتْ فِي الْمَشِيبِ عَذَابَ Desires that were at the age of youthfulness sweet to those who wished them became a suffering at the machine at the old age if you contemplate about the case of everyone who is in a bad and miserable state you would find that it began with him embracing his embracing his lowly desires and giving it preference over his intellect anyone who begins by opposing his lowly desires and obeying the call of his rushd what is rushd? Rushd means maturity of intellect, enabling the person to follow a right course of action and providing a good management of affairs. So anyone who begins by opposing his lowly desires and obeying the call of his rushd, his end will be that of honor, might, richness, and high rank before Allah and before the people. Abu Ali al-Daqaq who died around 406 after Hijrah corresponding to 1016 said quote the one who controls his lust 
in his youthfulness, Allah will honor him when he is in his age of maturity. End of quote. And Al-Muhallab bin Abi Sufra, Rahimahullah, is one of the trustworthy leaders and heroes who was knowledgeable about war plans and strategies. He reported hadith transmission himself from the companions. He said when he was asked, how did you attain this status of yours? He said, through firm obedience and rebellion against lowly desires, end of quote. So these are the situations regarding the stand against lowly desires in the beginning and in the end of one's life in this world. With respect to the hereafter, however, Allah the Most High has made the Jannah, paradise, the end for him who opposed, who opposed his lowly desires and hellfire the end for the one who followed his lowly desires. This is stated in the Quran in Surah Al-Nazi'at in chapter 79 verses 37 to 39 Then for him who taga transgressed all bounds in disbelief, oppression and evil deeds of disobedience to Allah and preferred the life of this world by following his evil desires and lusts verily his abode will be hellfire and the opposite in the same chapter but verses 40 to 41 Allah the Most High said but as for him who feared standing before his Rabb Allah and restrained himself from impure evil desires and lusts verily al-Jannah paradise will be his abode. 47. Lowly desires is a slavery to the heart, an iron chain around the neck, and a fetter to the leg. Al-Hawa, lowly desires, is a slavery to the heart, an iron chain around the neck, and a fetter to the leg. Its follower is a captive to everyone with a bad character. Thus, whoever opposes it liberates himself from slavery and becomes free and takes off the chain around the neck and becomes in a state similar to that of a man belonging entirely to one master after belonging to many partners disputing one another. And if you think about it, the slavery of the heart to Allah is the true freedom and what is called in our times so-called freedom is the enslavement of the heart to lusts and lowly desires 48 opposing the lowly desires puts the slave in the rank of the one whose oath Allah fulfills the goals that he will accomplish for him that Allah will accomplish for him will be manifold that which he, ha- he was unable to attain as a result of neglecting his lowly desires he is like the one who relinquished the ba'ra what is the ba'ra? 
is a piece of animal dung. This signifies what is low. He is like the one who relinquished a ba'ra and was given a pearl, signifying what is precious as a compensation for it. Whatever he is able to gain from the way of following the lowly desire is incomparable with what he loses from present and future benefits and from good living. So try to comprehend the stretching forth of the hand of Yusuf, Yusuf, alayhi salam, Joseph, alayhi salam, Prophet Yusuf, as-Siddiq, in his eloquent and clear speech. Try to comprehend the stretching forth of the hand of Yusuf in expenditure, the unconstriction with his tongue, because he had an eloquent speech and clear search with the people. The establishment of his feet in power and the rejoice that touched him after he came out of jail. Because, why all of this? Because he restrained himself from harmful, from the unlawful. 49. Opposing lowly desires entitles the honor in this world and in the hereafter and self-esteem outwardly and inwardly. Following it, however, lowers the rank of the slave in this life and in the hereafter and humiliates him outwardly and inwardly. When Allah gathers mankind in one place or on one place, on one plane, on the day of resurrection, an announcer will call, This day the people of generosity will be distinguished from those who amassed wealth. Now, let the pious stand. They will stand and walk toward the place of honor while the followers of lowly desires bending their heads low before Allah in the mawqif. What is the mawqif? The standing before Allah on the day of resurrection waiting His judgment. Amidst the head, amidst the heat of lowly desire, its sweat and its suffering. The others, the pious, will be in the shade of the arsh of the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you contemplate about the seven whom Allah will shade in His shade or in the shade of His arsh, wherein there is no shade but His, you will find that they deserve that shade because of their opposition to lowly desires. And who are these seven? They are mentioned in the hadith in which the Prophet وسلم, said, Sab'atun يظلهم الله في ظله يوم لا ظل إلا ظله الإمام العادل وشاب نشأ في عبادة ربه ورجل قلبه معلق في المساجد ورجلان تحابا في الله اجتمعا عليه وتفرقا عليه ورجل طلبتهم رأة ذات منصب وجمال فقال إني أخاف الله ورجل تصدق أخفى حتى لا تعلم شماله ما تنفق يمينه ورجل ذكر الله خاليا ففاضت عيناه and the hadith reported by Al-Bukhari and Muslim, the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah will shade to seven, will give shade to seven on the day when there will be no shade but His, on the day of resurrection. These seven persons are, first, a just ruler, second, a youth who has been brought up in the worship of Allah, meaning he worships Allah sincerely from his childhood, third, 
a man whose heart is attached to the mosques he offers the five compulsory prayers in the mosques fourth two persons who love each other only for Allah's sake and they meet and part in Allah's cause only five a man who refuses the call of a charming woman of noble birth for illegal sexual intercourse with her and says I am afraid of Allah six a man who gives charitable gifts so secretly that his left hand does not know what his right hand has given meaning nobody knows how much he has given in charity and seven a person who remembers Allah in seclusion and his eyes become flooded with tears if you contemplate about these seven you will find that they deserve the shade because of their opposition to their lowly desires indeed the imam having authority and power the leader having authority and power will not be able to establish justice except by opposing his lowly desires and with respect to the youth who prefers the sincere worship of Allah over the urge of his youthfulness had it not been for the opposition of his lowly desire he would not be able to accomplish this state of worship as to the person whose heart is attached to the mosques the thing that drove him to this condition is the opposition of lowly desires which invites him to the places of lusts concerning the person who gives charitable gifts secretly so that his left hand does not know which his right which his hand which right hand has given had it not been for his subduing of his lowly desire he would have not been able to attain this state and the person who in who was invited by a charming woman of noble birth to give or to have sexual intercourse with her feared Allah and opposed his lowly desire as to the one who remembers Allah in seclusion and his eyes becomes flooded with tears for fearing him the thing that made him reach this state is the opposition of the lowly desires consequently they were saved from being affected by the intense heat of the Al-Mawqif, the day of gathering on the day of resurrection and the sweating therein the people adhering to the lowly desires will experience the utmost degree of intense heat and sweating while they are still waiting to enter the prison of desires Allah is the one to be petitioned to grant us protection from lowly desires of ourselves which are inclined to evil and that he makes our desires in accordance with what he loves and is acceptable to him he has power over all things and he is the most worthy of answering our petition this is the completion of Imam Ibn Qayyim's treatise on the ways and means of opposing the lowly desires may Allah mercy be upon him and may Allah the most high make them a benefit for us all walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen wa sallallahu ala muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam